Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. Good to see you this morning, Tuesday, as we get on to our second day of Matthew chapter 4. I'm excited. How about you? Oh, absolutely, man. Yesterday, we talked about the first temptation. Today, I want to ply you about the second one. Are you cool with that? <laughs> we'll just move right along. So what I have here is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. I'm reading from the New King James Version this morning. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. This second temptation reminds me of an old preacher story that I like to pass on every once in a while. It tells a story about um, a, a lady named Mary. Not to be confused with the Mary of the Bible. We just did an episode on I know, her. Okay, I know, okay. I know. It's just the way I've heard the story. Different Mary. So, yeah, Mary, she always saw the best in people. She just always could look on the bright side. And no matter how just awful people were or frustrating or how mean they'd been to her, she always looked on the bright side. And it, it basically just irritated the rest of her coworkers because she was always looking at the positive side. And so one day she's sitting there around the lunchroom table with some of her coworkers and they're talking bad about Scott and just how what a what a jerk he is and just how terrible and she says well you know guys the other day I had my hands full and I was walking through the door and without even asking Scott just opened the door for me I mean I think he's really a pretty good fella and then another day they were complaining about the boss because they had done some benefit cuts and had asked for some extra hours and you know, Mary just said, hey, look, guys, you know, it's it's our, our boss is the one who pays us and we have a job. And look, you know, it's hard for him to do that. We really we really we, we need to think better of him. And finally, they're just like, Mary, we're just sick of you. You know, I, can, can you do you just find something positive about everybody? I mean, is there anybody that you don't find? It, it's hey, I bet you can't think of anything positive about the devil. And she cocked her head and she said. Well, you know, he, he he's a pretty bad fella, but I imagine if we all tried as hard at our job as he tries at his, we'd probably get those benefits back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, and I think that's what we see here. So he's defeated in uh -huh. round one. Yes. But he doesn't give up. Yes. In fact, 
not only does he not give up, but there's a very real sense in which he takes his defeat. He takes Jesus' victory in that first temptation and now uses it, uses it against Jesus to try to get him to fall in this second temptation. Are, are you saying there's a lesson here in perseverance? Well, Is that where we're going today? <laughs> I, hey, sh- kids. <laughs> If there's something we can learn from the devil, persevering is the thing. That is the thing. You know, he's just persevering in the wrong thing. <laughs> in the wrong don't thing. don't persevere in the wrong thing. But so so here's what happens. Uh-huh. He starts off in temptation one. If you are the son of God, he right. tries to plant this seed of doubt. And Jesus says, look, I'm going to trust the word of the Lord. I'm going to trust the word of my father. My father's word was, I'm his son, and he actually likes me. He's pleased with me. All right, I've been 40 days without food and without drink. I'm out here in the wilderness alone without support. But I'm not judging my relationship with the father based on this. I'm judging my relationship with the father based on what he said, Mm -hmm. on his promises, Mm -hmm. on his word. And so Satan comes back with, okay, okay, well, um, Hey, let's talk about people that trust the Lord like that. You know, there was a psalm, Psalm 91, where the Lord actually said some things that he's going to do for people who trust in him. Yeah, so that is something that strikes me when the Lord Jesus answers the devil temptation by saying, it is written. Now the devil's talking to him in verse 6, and the devil says, for it is is written. Uh, The devil knows the scripture too. The devil can just quote scripture and his tongue doesn't like light up in fire. You know, (laughs) he's using the word of God against the son of God in setting a temptation, setting a trap here. Now that's, that's insidious. Here's the trap. In Psalm 91, what he quotes is verse 11. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands, they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. is, Is he actually then the temptation here is you're standing at the high point of the temple, jump Yes. You, let's see if angels show up and catch you. Yes. It's, that, that's prove it. it. Let's, let's prove, prove it. it. Here's, okay. here's what the Father has said about people who have done what you've just done. In fact, look, so back up. This was where the promise was in Psalm 91 and verse 9. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, mm-hmm. who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. You, I'm sorry. you got to say that one more time. Okay. I'm going back to Psalm 91. You're reading Psalm 91, and it just said there in Psalm 91, you who take refuge in the Lord. Because you have made—of course, I'm reading from the ESV. Okay. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. And then it goes on to say the part that— Satan quoted, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways on their hands. They will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. And we have just seen Jesus take refuge in the Lord by quoting scripture to fend off the temptation of the devil. Yes. Wow. Yes. So so what Jesus has done is he has been victorious in one temptation and Satan doesn't just come back to him with a second temptation. He actually uses the first victory as a foundation with which to tempt him. Wow. So now he's got him up on the top of the temple, and he said, you trust in the Lord. How far do you trust in the Lord? Yeah. Will you, you jump? Tr- okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you're going to take refuge in the Lord. Let, let me prove it. Prove it to me wow. that you're going to take refuge in the Lord. I mean, like, for real. Let's put your money where your mouth is, because here's this promise. Here's this thing that God has said that 
he's going to do for anybody who does what you just did. So let's jump off here and and he'll protect you. I mean, so so we've got two things here. Number one, now I'm I'm once again trying to get you to doubt that you're the son of God in whom the father is well pleased. And then I'm trying to get you to doubt that you really trust him. And maybe you don't trust him enough. I want to see really how far you're willing to take it. So it, and, he's, it, and he's even using the scripture to do it. I, you know, yesterday we were talking about how he plants the seed of doubt in, in Eve's mind when we see a temptation there about a the fruit and it's good for food and, and we were making a connection with the lust of the flesh. And what's the doubt? You know, has God said, you know, in the day you eat of it, you will not surely die, right? Mm-hmm. And now it is more twisting of scripture. He's going now to the Psalms, and the devil knows the word of God. Here's the very subtle approach that Satan takes with temptation. He actually is trying to get Jesus to distrust God, all while acting and sounding like he is pushing Jesus to actually trust God. Mm-hmm. He, he's not just saying, hey, don't trust God. No. He's pushing him saying, no, trust God. I want you to trust God. I want to see if you really trust God. Prove to me that you trust God. Here's this verse. I know what it says. You know what it says. I want to find out if you really believe that verse. You've just said you're going to take refuge in him. Let's take refuge in him. I want you to take refuge by jumping off here and seeing what's going to happen. Uh, that's that's what I want. to have. So again, this this temptation. And I think Satan tempts us in all these very same ways. Yeah. He he wants us to doubt the word of God. Let's face it. Look at the world around us and how much attack there is on the word of God. Oh, absolutely. And how many all of the these time. deconversion stories that we hear, oh boy. Whether people who really are Christians having been baptized for the remission of their sins or or whether we're talking about people who uh, pursue some other form of Christianity as if there is another form, but uh, it, it all starts with, I don't believe the word. I don't mm-hmm. believe the word. And that's what's being attacked. Don't believe the word. Doubt the word. Doubt the word. God didn't really say that. It's it's really sad to me, the number of people who begin by doubting the word and then end up just not believing in God. It, it's like, no, hey, it those things go together. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me that you're going to deny the word of God, but you're going to continue to truly believe in the God of the word. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not or, gonna... or if God really did say those things, then he's not the God you think he is. Oh, yeah. You know, we'll make some moral judgments against God. How could he be this and that? Yeah. So he says, look, if, if, you, if, if God's really your father and you really trust him, prove it. Prove, mm-hmm. prove both mm-hmm. sides of it. Jesus' statement, though, is, well, it is written again— you shall not tempt the Lord your God. It is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Once again, quoting from Deuteronomy, from Deuteronomy right? chapter 6 and verse 16. Yeah. And again, it's back in that wilderness wandering time, mm-hmm. which shows us that Jesus is walking through the pattern of Israel. He is fulfilling Israel's history, but he is doing it victoriously, successfully, without sin. Whereas Israel, when Israel faced all of these temptations, they failed and they fell and they fumbled, they faltered, they sinned. So help me walk through this, I guess, question or thought. Uh, The devil presents a scripture, which would seem to lead to the conclusion, I should jump off of a building right now. Uh, Jesus answers with another scripture. Is Jesus using a scripture to contradict a scripture? Surely that's not really what's going on here. The sum of your word is truth. 
The sum of your word is truth, is what the psalmist tells us about God's word. Not just any single particular sentence of the word is truth, but the sum of your word is truth. For instance, remember, um, there was a time when we were, you know, talking about the Psalms. Do you you recall that? Have we stopped? (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's there's this one statement in Psalm 14 and Psalm 53 that says, there is no God. That's right. So if I I can... It actually says that. They're in the Bible. The Bible says there is no God. And I can pull any sentence out and prove just about anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, A friend of mine had a t-shirt on the other day that said, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. (laughs) I mean, we we can prove just about everything through a verse taken out of context. What I have to do is look around at the context and find out that actually what that teaches when I take the sum of God's word is the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now, that's a very easy place to see it because it's the statement right before the one that we pulled out of context. But we do have to keep everything in its full context, and that's what Jesus is doing. Jesus is saying, wait a minute. Yes, you've got the statement that you found in Psalm 91, but there is not just a context within the psalm itself, but there's a context about the nature of God and all of God's Word. And there is no promise that God has given that says, that is a command to me mm-hmm. to put God to the test on that. Right. There, there's no command that, any command yeah. that says, hey, I'm going to protect you, or excuse me, any promise that says I'm going to protect you is not a command to purposely put myself in harm yeah. to see if you're going to do it. Right. To go, to go, you know, we, we, we've got a wrong interpretation. Somehow I've read this. I need to risk suicide jumping off of buildings to test God. Will he, will he be faithful to his word? Here's the way I test God's word. I just do what he actually says. And <laughs> Psalm 91 doesn't say, go put yourself in harm's way. Yeah. What it says is, if while doing my will, if you're taking refuge in me, if you're really doing what I said, I'm going to take care of you. And of course, we get to Paul who is told, my grace is sufficient Efficient. for you. That's right. Paul is going through some things, and he's dealing with a thorn in the flesh, and God says, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm taking care of you. It'll, it'll be okay in the end. Just because the devil knows these scriptures doesn't mean he's using them accurately or rightly, particularly when he's using them to try to tempt Christ. And our only defense is to know them better mm-hmm. and to use them correctly. Better. Right. Use yeah. them right. Yeah. I appreciate so much uh, the, the discussion today. This is great stuff. Um, hop over to the Facebook group. Let us know what you learned. We're going through Matthew together. Evan, would you lead us in a prayer? Holy God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the record of your word in the Bible. Help us to know it. May we be in it and may it be in us. And because that word is in us, may we be victorious over the tempter and may we bring glory and honor to your name. It is through your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Edwin, you know what my favorite part of this uh, old preacher story is? No, I don't. I'd never heard it before, so I'm not an old preacher. <laughs> That's not the only standard. I'll that's, just point that like, out oh, to you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs>